Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I will be reviewing 2003's The Room. Alright guys, welcome to the podcast. Before I get into this uh, review of The Room, is everybody still mad at WAP? I just want to know, is everybody still mad at WAP? That was like, everybody was mad at a song. (laughs) Everybody was mad at a song for a week. I don't get it. I really don't fucking understand why everybody was mad at a song. What did what did this song do to you? For any for anybody that's living under a rock, who's been living under a rock for the past week and a half, uh, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion released a song called WAP, which is an anagram. For wet ass pussy. I hate to say it like that, but that's how that's what is the anagram for. It's when it's the anagram for wet ass pussy. That's what it is. But um, it is what it is. But just like the song came out, and everybody started tripping about it. <laughs> it was like. It's like if they're not tripping about the song, they tripping about the video. They tripping about who's in the video. They tripping about how people are dressed in the video, and what what's going on in the video. And like they tripping about the they just tripping about the song. It's just like everybody tripping, and I don't understand why this is even an issue. I was like, pe- like people are over oh, these lyrics. These lyrics are vulgar. I like. I felt like I was in the fucking eighties, and it's like the fucking PM, PMRC days or some shit. You know, I felt like like Tipper Gore was about to get up or some shit and, and say something like, "I don't like that wet ass pussy" or whatever the fuck. You know, whatever, how, whatever the fuck Tipper Gore would say. But uh, I felt like that was. I felt like that was gonna happen. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm like, I thought we were past this it's 2020 and like there's bigger things to talk there's bigger things to worry about than two rap female rappers talking about how wet their pussy is there's bigger things to talk about man like why is this an issue because you got like because you got like because like it's an issue for a lot of people i like I hate to make this a race thing, but I'm gonna talk about everybody. I'm gonna talk about everybody's fucking issue with this thing, cause like you got white women mad <laughs> because they're talking about wet ass pussy. I, I don't know if white women's pussies get wet. I'm not sure. I, apparently Ben Shapiro said no, cause he got involved in it, and Ben Shapiro said he didn't even know that pussies could get wet, and his wife's white. And <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't need that information. (laughs) I'm just going to say I didn't need that information. 
but apparently Ben Shapiro's wife's pussy doesn't get wet. I, I don't know if it just doesn't get wet, period, or it just doesn't get wet for Ben Shapiro, but apparently her pussy doesn't get wet, and he wanted everybody to know that, because he didn't know that a pussy could get wet, but, like, for, like the lyrics is mostly from uh, white, white women uh, talking about how fucking vulgar the lyrics are. I think I saw a couple, a bunch of old people talking about it too. They were like, oh, this is so vulgar. Um, you got uh, black male rappers <laughs> talking about they shouldn't be that vulgar with, when most male rap is vulgar as fuck. You know, I used to listen, I used to, listen to a song in college with my friends called Slob on My Knob by the three six mafia and them niggas going wild niggas saying these are some of the lyrics they say slob on my knob like corn on the cob check in with me and do your job lay on the bed give me some head don't have to ask don't have to beg he said lay on the bed and give me some head (laughs) you know and there was another song that they had. I remember we used to listen to in college. He was talking about fucking white girls and like and getting them doped up. <laughs> you know, like he was saying like fucking a white girl and putting some dope up her nose and some shit like that. It was like this is like the shit I used to listen to in college. Okay, with Three Six Mafia. Uh, got ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Uh, by Dog Pound. You got fucking uh. Sir Mix-a-Lot had a song called Put Him on the Glass. You know, it goes on and on and on and on with, 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 with male rappers, so they really have no fucking... Oh, Put It In Your Mouth by Akinelli. Uh, Put It In Your Mouth by Akinelli. That's a fucking vulgar-ass fucking song. <laughs> you know, Eddie had another song called Would You Fuck Me For Free. Uh, you know, so, I was like, so, like, a lot of fucking male rappers shouldn't talk and I love hip hop like hip hop's one of my favorite fucking genres of music but it, it could be a very hypocritical genre as well you know y'all shouldn't be talking about this but I'm gonna talk about how many hoes I didn't fuck you know but, <laughs> but I don't wanna hear about your wet ass pussy mm-mm, mm-mm, that's too much information I'm gonna talk about pissing in this bitch's mouth but Mm-mm, let's not talk about your wet ass pussy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't want to hear that. I got kids, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was just like the outrage for this shit is just astronomical. I didn't know a song could get that much outrage in 2020. I didn't know that a song could get this much outrage. Oh, and black black chicks are like tripping about the video because Kylie Jenner's in the goddamn which is it is it Kylie or Kendall? I think it's Kylie. They all they both look alike to me. Uh Kylie Jenner's in the goddamn video. Like black girls are mad because Kylie Jenner's in the goddamn video, which I don't give a fuck. I like let let Kylie live. You know let her fucking live. I'm not a big fan of the Kardashian family either. I, I, I don't like them at all, but let them fucking live. Let them do them. You know if they if they get paid for doing nothing, <laughs> really, 
uh, which I don't think, I think they own, like, fucking clothing lines, I think even Kylie Jenner, I think my wife was on, like, Kylie Jenner's, like, fucking website, and she's got, like, lip balm or lip fucking lipstick or some shit, she makes makeup or something like that, so, like, she really does have a fucking job, she, she, she's in cosmetics but so and i think like the other kardashians are in like fucking fashion you know so and i think even like kim card i think even kim kardashian has a law degree from what i heard or read somewhere i think she has a law degree kim kardashian so hey man i got the i got the respect to fucking grind i got the respect to fucking hustle like don't be mad at kylie jenner because she doing shit, <laughs> you know, like, don't be mad, <laughs> because she doing shit, they're like, oh, she's appropriating black culture, okay, <laughs> okay, but I, I understand, I understand, my sister, I understand, uh, she getting all the shine that you not, I understand, I, I, under, I understand, I get it, She's she 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 out here doing things uh, that they find that they find uh, I don't know I don't know what to say about that but you know but I understand I'm just gonna say I understand I understand sisters but let her live just let her fucking live go out there do you keep doing you do your grind keep doing you that's all i got to say but uh but yeah man a lot of people fucking mad at this goddamn song i don't understand it i really don't understand it but hopefully the hopefully it's dying down hopefully the fucking uh backlash from this song is died down you know because i don't hate the song i think the song's okay you know like i'm not a real big cardi b fan i'm not a real big megan the stallion fan at all but Megan Stallion can fucking rap, you know. Like I gotta get that to her. Like the girl, the girl got flow. Uh, even Cardi got some flow. It's like the topics that they talking about, you know. I can't relate to because I'm not a woman, you know. So like, so I got that. But like, cause like they, ain't, cause like I like to listen to a lot of fucking murder, murder shit. So. Uh, <laughs> Like that's my favorite. I like I love hardcore gangster rap. I love hardcore hip hop. You know, like I love horrorcore hip hop. You know, like I like a lot of that shit. But so like a lot of the shit they talking about, I I like conscious hip hop also. Well, so like a lot of the a lot of the shit they talking about, I can't relate to. But I ain't gonna say that the I can't I can't say that them bras can't rap. You know, like because they can rap. They can rap their fucking asses off. Like they're great fucking rappers, but and I said, like I said, don't have a problem with the song. Don't have a problem with the song at all. Let them let them talk about their wet ass pussies, cause I love me some wet ass pussy as well. So <laughs> that's that. Um, what else happened? I watched Project Power also on Netflix like Saturday uh, with my wife. We always watching fucking movies together. Uh, it was okay. It was enjoyable. I think this is probably like the first movie I stayed up for in a while. There's a couple of movies I've tried to watch and I fell asleep on. Uh, and it's not because they're... It is, it, I don't think it was even because they were bad movies. 
I don't think it was because they were bad movies either. It was just they weren't like really holding my attention. Like they dragged. They were slow. Project Power did not drag for me. It like was fast paced. Uh, Jamie Foxx is good in this actually. Uh, you got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, that was kind of the one thing that sold me that uh, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it because I like a lot of things that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in. You know, and like he has not really disappointed me uh, yet that I know of, uh, <laughs> that I can think of. But yeah, I like a lot of things that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in. Uh, the main girl that's in here, uh, uh, I forgot the girl's name. God damn it! <laughs> but the black girl, she's in here. Uh, I forgot her character's name. Shit, I can't think. I can't think of the character's name right now. But anyway, like I like the movie. It was good. It was set in New Orleans. They actually tried to make an authentic New Orleans. Cause I hate, I hate when there was a movie that I watched recently, like very recently. It was a newer movie, I think, where they went to New Orleans and there was nothing New Orleans. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was like a recent movie. It was that um, movie about with uh, Naomi Harris and uh, Tyrese. God damn it. I forgot the name of it, but like Naomi Harris is playing a cop. Uh, There was another movie because uh, like there's a couple of movies like that. It was like that movie. Uh, I think it's called Black and Blue. Is it called Black and Blue? Yeah, that movie didn't like that wasn't New Orleans at all <laughs> it was like that was that was some bullshit uh Queen and Slim there was a segment where they went to New Orleans they didn't feel like New Orleans at all either um there was another movie uh with Anthony Mackie and uh Sanaa Lathan and Forrest Whitaker that I saw uh what was it called uh uh, uh Repentance Repentance, it was supposed to be set in New Orleans. That didn't feel like New Orleans at all either. And Anthony Mackie is actually from New Orleans, <laughs> you know? So you would think he would... Well, he's just doing a fucking job and getting a check, so he probably didn't give a fuck. Who knows? But, uh... <laughs> but rep your city, Mackie. Rep your goddamn city, bruh. Uh, because I'm from New Orleans, and... I be looking at these movies, I was like, this ain't New Orleans, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm from New Orleans, I'm like, this ain't authentic at all, bruh, that's what they gotta say about Project Power, it tried its best to be authentic, you know, I saw them mention Porter Street, Church's Chicken was all up in, through that motherfucker, uh, <laughs> they had people with like, authentic New Orleans accents, even like the main girl character, she had a authentic New Orleans accent you know it was Joseph Gordon-Levin's and Jamie Foxx's accents needed some work but uh <laughs> they tried their best uh cause they tried to sound like New Orleans people and it I wasn't feeling that but um anyway yeah that's the reason I just fucking love this movie like like the movie was good the villains were weak like you, 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 I don't know any of the villains' names. There was like a Hispanic villain. There was like a fucking muscle-bound villain, uh, and there was a woman villain. I think she was supposed to be the main villain. She's in that movie for a total of ten minutes. <laughs> a total of ten minutes. And the way she dies is just like yeah, because she dies in the movie. The way she dies is just like anticlimactic. It's like I waited for that. 
Really? I waited all that time for her to get her come up and and that was it. That was some bullshit. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the villains die really anticlimactic. All three of those villains die, but like they die so fucking anticlimactic. It was like, dude, I was I thought y'all was gonna fight, and that was that was it. You know. <laughs> so I got this, but yeah, man, like the villains are weak. Main 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 reason I like this movie was because it was fast paced. Uh, like I said, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the girl. I think her real name is Danielle Fishback. Those three really held that movie together. Uh, but it was it was really because they repped my city like to a fucking like uh, fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt was rocking a Steve Gleason. New Orleans Saint Jersey, like, like that was fucking fire. Um, they mentioned the Saints a lot in in this goddamn movie. I mean, they did. I'm like, this was the best portrayal of New Orleans I've seen in a long time. That's all I got to say about that. That's it. I'll be back with my review for the room. I'm gonna take me a break. Be right back. Peace. Alright guys, The Room 2003, uh, this movie is a lot like its writer, star, and director, Tommy Wiseau, very mysterious, it's a very mysterious movie because it's even mysterious of how I actually came across this movie, because <laughs> I don't even remember how... I came across this movie and how I watched this movie for the first time. I want to say it was sometime while I was in college. I want to say between 2006 to 2000. I want to say between like 2006 to 2008. So this is technically not a. I watched this as an. I watched this as an adult because I was already an adult when I watched it, so (laughs) this is not like a flashback, but I was, I just wanted to talk about this movie because it's just so batshit fucking crazy, you know, you know, like, it's just so, it's just cuckoo, it's, 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 it's a, it's a crazy movie, and I don't know, what can I say about the movie? that hasn't already been said, you know, like, it's not a good movie, it's terrible, it's a terrible fucking movie, the acting's not great, the, 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 the set pieces aren't great, the plot's not great, like, nothing in this movie is good, at all, but somehow, it created this cult following that Tommy Wiseau cannot live up to like to this day Tommy Wiseau has not been able to top this he hasn't been able to come up with something as batshit crazy as the room but you know I'm not even gonna talk about the actual plot of the movie because the plot doesn't make any fucking sense I'm not gonna talk about the plot I'm not gonna talk about any acting I'm not gonna talk about any of that shit because 
the behind the scenes story and the journey to this movie is more fascinating than the actual movie. Like it is like you you listen to the story because there's even like because there's a movie about it. If you want to believe that movie, the disaster artist is based off of a book called the disaster artist by Greg Statero, who was actually in the room and he's actually the uh i think believe he's actually the co-writer of the room <laughs> but but yeah i think believe he's the co-writer of the room and he told he told the story and like the story is just so fucking fascinating because like uh tommy was and greg statero were like struggling actors in hollywood like they couldn't get work you know mostly Mostly because of stubbornness on Tommy's part, you know, I think Greg was, Greg was really trying to grind out here, trying to get work, trying to get jobs. I think he got a couple of jobs. Uh, Tommy was just not getting anything because he's so fucking weird and like he's so stubborn and he was kind of holding Greg back because every time Greg would get something, Tommy would just fucking hold him back. You know, like it was, that's how it was because like it's so like if Tommy wasn't getting work Greg wasn't getting work and so Tommy was frustrated for some reason that he couldn't get work in Hollywood and so he and Greg they made their own movie like they wrote a script they hired a film crew and they hired some actors and they made the most like half-ass movie that they could make because that's the big I always wondered what was wrong with the room. Like every time I watch the room, every time I watch it, I've watched it a couple of times. I like I showed my wife the movie once because like she never saw the room. I was like, she was because she asked me like, "What's the room?" Like you've never seen the room. I gotta show you the fucking room, and we watched the fucking room. But every time I watch this movie, even watching it again for this review. I was like, what's wrong with this movie? There's something off about this movie. And this movie suffers from a lot of half-assness. That is the main thing. That is the main thing wrong with this movie. That it suffers from a lot of half-assness. Like plots, like plots get dropped with no explanation. There's like a plot in here about like one of the characters owing like a drug dealer money. And we don't even follow up on that. Like, we don't follow up on that. Like, there's a couple in here, another couple in here. We don't follow up on them. Uh, I think, like, one of the characters' mothers has cancer. <laughs> we don't follow up on that. Like, there's a lot of things that we don't follow up on in this movie. Like, so, like, very, very half, like, very half-ass movie. But Tommy comes off is very professional i watched the behind the scenes uh vignette of this about the making of the room and like he comes off very professional like he comes off like he knows what the fuck he's doing even though he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing <laughs> so like it, like he's very professional and i could see i can see how he got all these people to believe in his vision even poor Greg Statero because Greg Statero wrote this movie I think he helped write this movie and he helped direct this movie and he's in the movie but 
He's a victim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Poor Greg Totaro is a fucking victim. Like, cause Greg, I think like Greg owes Tommy. He feels like he owes Tommy because without Tommy, he wouldn't be in Hollywood chasing his dream of being an actor. You know, cause Tommy he met Tommy at an acting class, I believe in San Francisco, and they hooked up and Tommy just brought out like the just brought out the fucking beast and fucking Greg, I guess. <laughs> like the driving Greg, and he just he just made Greg driven. You know, and I feel like he um feel like he 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 owes Tommy like he 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 feels like he owes Tommy and that's why he's like he's just stuck in this movie he just stuck around him he never even to this day Greg Statero and Tommy Wiseau are still around each other uh and it's just I don't understand it like because like I'm like Greg's a victim here that's all I got to say Greg is a fucking victim in this whole situation uh, but Tommy is a professional bullshitter. So, <laughs> so he's able to get people to believe in his vision. He's able to get people to do what he wants them to do. And really like without Tommy Wiseau, we probably wouldn't have a Neil Breen, you know, who makes even shittier movies than The Room. If you if you ever watch a Neil Breen movie, you'll think that fucking you'll think that the room is Forrest Gump. You know, the room is Philadelphia compared to uh Neil Breen's movies. Neil Breen's movies are fucking terrible. <laughs> but he has a cult following too. Neil Breen is fucking terrible. He has a movie called uh what's it called? Shit. Cause he does a lot of fucking shitty movies but the one i saw the main one i saw is called uh 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 uh, god damn it not eastern promises that's actually a real movie (laughs) uh uh, pastime promises something something promises but yeah man that movie's fucking terrible he doesn't even try you know i was like neil breen doesn't even fucking try at least I can say that about Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau put, he's half-assed about it, but he's he tried half-assedly. You know? <laughs> Neil Breen doesn't try at all. And this motherfucker has a cult following, you know? And I do believe that race plays a factor in this and charm plays a factor in this. Because you also got a guy like Uwe Bowl. Uwe Bowl makes a tons he makes tons of shitty movies he makes tons of shitty video game movies he's just, he's just fucking all around terrible and he gets shitting on because he's a fucking all around terrible guy like he's not a good person he's a shitty dude uh you know i think there's like a fucking charm and warmth to tommy Wiseau. there's kind of a charm and warmth to neil brain that Uvi bowl does not have <laughs> You know, you know he's you know, like his movies suck and he's an asshole, you know, so people say that about him. You know, cause like and like I say, race plays a factor in this because black people have Tyler Perry. You know, Tyler Perry is our Neil Breen, Tyler Perry is our Tommy Wiseau, and 
he gets a lot of criticism for it. He really does. From white and black people alike. Because he makes and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna throw Tyler Perry totally under the bus because he has some movies that are room fucking quality, you know? Cause like there's a couple of movies that I've seen of his where I'm like, dude, this is so bad it's fucking good. <laughs> you know? It's mostly the ones without Medea. You know, I don't like any of the movies with Medea in, but the ones without Medea, they're like so bad it's good. A Fall from Grace. Come on, man. Why did I get married? Come on, man. Uh uh Temptation. You know, like those movies are so bad that they're good. You know, they're so fucking terrible that they're good. I'm like, I'm not going to say that Tyler Perry doesn't have that type of that so bad it's good factor because he does. But like I said, he gets a lot of criticism because as black people, we can't afford to have that many bad movies. I'm sorry. We can't. We can't because we barely have enough good movies you know and i know tyler perry's rich i know he made all this money he's got this big fucking studio now he says bigger than all the fucking hollywood lots put together and shit like that but brother needs the brother needs to step his game up (laughs) he really does when it comes to filmmaking uh this motherfucker makes uh like 15 scripts or like a hundred scripts, cause like they, he had that fucking video where he was like talking about work ethic and all this shit, and like he doesn't have any other writers. He doesn't. I don't think he has a fucking team behind him. <laughs> it's just Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry. Um, I heard, I heard somewhere that he shot a ten episode pilot, in, not ten episode pilot, but he shot ten episodes of a fucking sitcom in like ten days or some shit like that. I mean, like, the quality can't be good. Like, when you're shooting 10 episodes in 10 days, can't be good. Quality can't be good. You write 15 scripts in 15 in 15 days, the quality can't be good. I'm sorry. It can't be. And it's shown on the screen. But like I said, uh we gotta we gotta we gotta bring Tyler Perry to task a little bit because like I said, black people can't afford to have this many bad movies. We can't have we can't afford to have this much bad content. It was like we barely have a lot of good content. You know, because like it's just like uh it's just like uh president, like President Obama. President Obama had to be this pristine perfect person. Even Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama had to be this pristine perfect person. You know, because uh, like uh, Wanda Sykes said, like Wanda Sykes said in one of her stand-ups, white people are watching us. You know, so you know, so so like they, we, it's sad that we have to do that, but like we have to do that because sadly white people are watching us. You know, so, like, but and like they're gonna they're gonna put it out there and like they're gonna and, like if we saw fucking uh uh Michelle Obama twerking. Oh, we saw uh, Barack fucking smoking, smoking a blunt, blunt, blunt. What's the fuck is a blunt? But smoking a blunt and like playing fucking craps in a, on a fucking uh, sidewalk, 
like had his niggas over and like they was like fucking gambling on the fucking White House lawn or some shit like that. It was like we wouldn't have another black president. They wouldn't even consider another black man as the president. You know, like they're gonna be like, well, we're not doing that shit again. <laughs> what they gonna do? But but like we have to we we have to be like we just have to be pristine people at all fucking times. I hate it. I fucking hate it. But it it it's what it's the standard that they put on us and it's the standard that we put on ourselves as well so like white people could they have so many like artistic films that they can afford to have a Tommy Wiseau they can afford to have a Neil Breen that makes like stupid movies it looked like he made those movies on like fucking Windows Movie Maker you know (laughs) It like Neil Breen's movies look like he makes those movies on Windows Movie Maker. It's like it looked like he made those. It looked like he made those movies on a flip phone. You know, like that's how fucking terrible Neil Breen's movies are. <laughs> They're fucking horrible. But he has a cult class. He has a he has a he has a cult following, and people love him for some fucking reason. This guy's making like fucking money. Uh, we can't have that. We don't have that same luxury. You know, uh, like I say. Tyler Perry's doing it, but he still has criticism because no one criticizes Neil Breen. No one criticizes Tommy Wiseau. They say, oh yeah, his movies are bad, but there's a charm to him. You know, there's a charm to Neil Breen's movies. You know, like, like you don't get that with Tyler Perry. You really don't. It's like, either you love him or you hate him. You know, like one of the two. But that's how that is. So, is the room good? Hell no. Is the story fascinating yes story's fascinating but I still gotta get this movie a 1 out of 5 it's a terrible fucking movie <laughs> uh, join me next week uh, before I say that um, before I uh, say join me next week uh, don't forget to rate and comment on Apple Podcast it helps me out tremendously tremendously i've been getting some reviews i forgot to read some reviews on the goddamn podcast shit i'll most likely do it next week when i do my next movie i gotta get those uh reviews and read them out here because like i've been getting some i've been getting some good reviews so if you like the podcast be vocal about it uh give me them five stars on apple give me them uh give me them reviews keep them coming guys uh next week I'm going to be reviewing The Fast and the Furious. So, peace everybody. Till next time.